and welcome to an interesting segment with Victoria Oldwell and Ayo Mide Omai. Oh It's super interesting to be here right now. Yes, just in case you're just joining for the first time, this is Insights with BA, and it's always, always super duper interesting to have your BA right here. But this time around, I'm not here alone, and I'm excited. I'm excited because I have with me Ayomide. Ayomide, hi. You want to say hi? Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'd like to know you a little bit so you could as well just say your full names and. Where you're from, school, what you're studying, and your level. Go ahead. Okay, I'm Awoshemwayomi Day. Actually, I am a University of Ibadan student of pharmacy, 200 level undergraduate, and um, I actually, actually love doing so many things. I love reading, writing, and singing too. So nice to meet you, Victoria. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Ayo, for that、um, interesting share. Okay, so today on Insights, guess what, guys? I'm the one who's on the hot seat. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. So it's not Ayo who's on the hot seat. Ayo has questions for me, and she's going to be asking me quite、um, intriguing, a few intriguing questions. And when she told me she wanted to ask a particular question, I said, you know what? I love the question you're about to ask. I would like a whole lot of other people to hear, you know, the answers I have to give. So why not we bring it up here? And so that's why it's happening right here in Life Word Insights with VA and Ayo today. So Ayo, I'm open to receiving your questions, and I'm、okay. sure that we had to had one, and let's take it easy with each other. All right, right on, Ayo. Okay, so. I actually met Victoria recently, just very recently. I actually met her in the library where I was reading. I was jacking there actually <laughs> because I saw that there will be exam actually. So I met her for a brief moment. So if you wouldn't mind, I want to briefly introduce yourself once again. Go ahead, Ayo. Okay. So I would like to start with what university did you attend, and what course did you study in the university? Okay, great, interesting. I studied at Enugu State University of Science and Technology. I studied psychology in school. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting. So, did you actually want to study psychology, or is it fate that made you study psychology? <laughs> Quite an interesting question, I must say. But then the truth is, I. I always thought that law or mass com would suit me. So I remember growing up and always thinking about, oh wow, law would just be.、It. My dad was so sure that I would become a lawyer because, according to him, I talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, and so I felt okay.、Absolutely. Yeah, it has to be law. Ah <laughs> ah ba. <laughs> I can't believe he just said. Actually, I talked a lot now. That's your opinion. That's fine. That's、okay. yeah. All right then. <laughs> so I, I I was so sure that it would either be law or mass com. However, I remember that、um, the entire process、uh, ended up being psychology. You know how it is we have in our setting in Nigeria, where you apply for something, you were all out for something, and you got something else. I at some point I even wanted to. 
you know, decline. I mean, my elder sister did that. I saw her, you know, get mass come in school and decline to write drum again to get accounting, you know. So I wanted to decline to write drum again and get what I wanted. But my dad was like, you know what, just take it. Psychology is not bad at all. I cried. The first few months, in school I would see the students on white and black the lower students I kill them right now and I would literally cry but then over time I got used to the fact that well psychology is actually quite an interesting course I, I fell in love with it and I ended all that drama of law or mass come however I pursued the media yeah so i remember that i picked up a job at 17 plus not necessarily a job a training a professional course on script writing with a media firm and so i started to learn so while i was studying psychology i was still following my path and my passion with the media so that was it for me really wow very interesting actually actually very very interesting so in the course of going to school so when did you actually decide to become a campus missionary was it when you were in school or when you graduated from the university <laughs> no not so funny well the truth is i did not have it in mind that i was going to become a campus missionary i gave my life to christ in school while i was or i accepted the life of christ uh first year in school yeah first year in school i remember when a few persons walked up to me to, you know, uh, invite me for their fellowship. And one of the things I told them was, hey, I came here to get my first class and get out. <laughs> you know, I wasn't interested in any of the things that were, you know, religious in quotes. And till date, I don't think, I do not like anything religious. I feel it's just a facade. And people just, you know, you know, just... People actually abuse the fact that we have religion and people are a whole lot of people are religious. And so for me, it's having that relationship with Christ. And so I remember when I gave my life to Christ, one of the things I said when I accepted the life of Christ, pardon me, one of the things I said was this, Lord, it's just me and you and nobody else. I cut off so many relationships. A lot of people liked me while I was in school. They wanted to do it you know looking forward to electing me for a significant position in school you know how it is we have president the gen sec all of all those things we do in our faculty yeah. right so they wanted to elect me as a gen sec and i was like because it just felt i'm just good with people you know she relates well we all love her and all but then i declined everything my mind was made up god and nothing else nobody else everything and i remember i used to pray a lot and amid all that one of the things that started to burn in my heart was to preach the gospel and me praying and so i remember starting with just me and you god but from just me and you god my heart started to burn for missions to preach to, to people yeah and amid that it's quite intriguing that i started to preach in buses so back in school my i was staying in in town in in Inigo city and my school was in the village Albany to be precise as I then and I would literally take like five buses to and fro school every day five buses to and fro school every day and so I would preach in all of it 
and that was it wow i started to preach in all the buses as i as i moved to and through school every day and then one of the days i was going to preach again and my heart said no this time around you're going to write for someone beside you by the way i met ayo and i wrote for her right a poem yeah that's basic so it started way back right and then i wonder yeah. what i'm going to write for this person beside me lord i mean i'm used to preaching the boss already let me just do what i know to do rather than just you know write for someone i don't even know where i'm going to start from but then i decided to follow my heart and amid that i brought out the pen the book i wrote and by the time i was done mind you ayo i did like poems in fact William Shakespeare made me dislike poems. I always wondered all the words, how he, you know, twisted them and made them a little bit more difficult or complex to understand. Thou art this sounded a little more like King James. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, so I didn't really like poems. Yes, I was a literary literature student I, I loved growing up i mean that was my base i loved english i loved all of other things but poems are just basically not my thing and i used to write i read I, I wrote a lot of stories growing up you know scripts but poems never but when i when i was done writing that piece it was a poem and so i was shocked but then i gave it to the person and said put your number to it and i did and this person calls me the following day saying he doesn't understand he doesn't know me from anywhere but he's wondering why i wrote him i was shocked i mean it was new for me i didn't know what that was to remember that i was not necessarily you know being trained in for ministry at that time i, I was just in god and just passionately doing my thing right and so yeah. and so when he told me that I, I i i i had goosebumps and i was shocked but i said this to him God knows you right and he said yes and, and I said God wrote you and he broke down saying he wanted Jesus I didn't even know what to I didn't know what to do with him I, I just said you know what just find the believing church beside you go there pray and if I even knew I could just lead him to Christ at that time this is why training is important every believer must be discipled and trained and be in the right community it's just important i didn't have that right training and so i didn't know i can i could lead him to christ i didn't know i could you understand if i knew all about those things i perhaps would have helped him and even be able to disciple him but i couldn't do all of all that because there was no training at, as at that time for me and so going further into all of all this i i must say that it's it never truly was in my heart to become a missionary or campus missionary but as i continued to go grow in god pray more all my heart started to do was beat for god and his mission do you understand it i started to i my heartbeat became god's heartbeat and it's still god's heartbeat i decided that god will never have to say is there a man and victoria will not rise up is there yeah. a man to send here and victoria will not rise up and so that was it for me i was willing to and i always felt i love god so much i'm super crazy about god and i always say to him i'll go to the ends of the earth for you i remember i would say that over and over and over again and i never saw this coming ayo i never saw campus missions coming and so when it came eventually guess what a part of me was still indifferent. I still felt like, oh, well. But then I prayed myself into it, meaning that 
many times we would always have you know we have choices to make god does not impose himself on anybody he's not trying to tell you you must do this no because there are still people to today who understand that they have a call and they should be in certain places intentionally doing the missions of god but they've chosen to be adamant they've chosen to block it out they've chosen not to go irrespective of the fact that they didn't know that they should go what i would say in this situation is that god cannot force anybody he's not gonna beg anyone either but he's gonna preserve a generation raise a supernatural army through men that would eventually rise up for his kingdom and i'm so excited to say that i'm happy to be part of those people who have decided to follow through and be part of those people who have decided to raise a supernatural army for Christ. I'm happy to be part of God's end time army. Ayo, there's nothing that would ever matter more than this in life. That we take God's missions to the world, take the gospel of Christ to the world. The Bible says in Habakkuk 2:14 that the earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as well as covers the sea. God's desire is that the earth be filled with knowledge of his glory as water covers the sea it doesn't want any man left out everyone has to hear about the name Christ everyone you know the way covid-19 spread so fast everybody just knew about it it's the same way Christ spread so fast everybody knows beyond every other thing about Christ and that is it really that is just what counts in this time more than ever I so becoming a campus missionary is just the beginning of what is to come because there's so much more there's so much assignment ahead there's so much more to do and i must say that amid all the accomplishments we have the natural accomplishments that this is the best thing any man can ever have because your reward is great it's not just here on earth it's in heaven and on earth so what more Paul talked about pressing on towards the perfect crown and that is it for me there's something Catherine Kuma said when she was close to that she said lord i tried i did everything she poured out all i want to be able to say the same thing and like paul said i fought this fight of faith i finished my course and i finished strong yeah yeah that's it that's it um when you were talking you mentioned that okay that you wanted to go for Christ and you wanted to live your life for God i want to ask you that in the course of it or like in the journey i feel like experience something like like when you were like trying to get to know about this old god to get to know god getting to know god more was there a time that you felt like say shocked up you get because of there's some people that are like religious fanatics they'll just use like it's not as if they're really after you like knowing christ or knowing god or something but that just after come to my church 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 then they'll now use church to shock the person eventually then i want to ask that did you ever experience that like was there a time that you felt that ah, that this old church thing or this old thing is getting too much that i need a break do you ever experience that now that's um a brilliant question and a very realistic one 
because indeed what we have in diverse places is people who actually just want to mark attendance and so as a result we yay just come to church mark attendance and that is it but i think for me the reason i perhaps would not have paid attention to that kind of feeling if at all i ever felt tired because it's only normal i'm human so if i tell you that there were times when i never felt maybe need to be tired you know about so many activities and perhaps so many things tasks so many responsibilities as you grow you have more responsibilities right and that's only normal yeah. right good and it's also um, a reason for you to see that yes your growth has come you're growing because nobody gives you responsibilities if you're not growing so i would say for me it was never about whether i'm choked with going to church or not because i was never choked with going to church <laughs> i wanted to be in church every day i wanted to you understand i was too passionate to not even want to be there nobody had to follow me up nobody had to try yeah. to choke me on it nobody had to force it through my truth because i intentionally wanted it i just wanted god i wanted to know god more i did several things coming into christ you know and i must say that the first seven years in god was absolutely without in-depth knowledge about christ and as a result i would pray a lot i prayed a lot but then there was no getting into god's word as you know in in an in-depth manner such that i could be transformed my mind so i could experience certain things or maybe i could experience discouragement sometimes and i'm wondering what's going on i know that i have god what's going on and all about that and amid all of all that i started to learn when i found the global campus invasion movement which is dominion house um which is under dominion house i found dominion house first i started to learn god's word i realized that my prayers were fearful i realized that there were things you, you you should actually come to know christ and have deep revelation knowledge i realized that oh there's a place for leadership there's a place for discipleship and i started to learn i started to go through that process and that phase of learning i'll tell you this while you're thinking that church can be choke, choking and all of all that we had a training back then so four weeks intense training now we're doing cidp for you guys right campus incubator discipleship program then we had basic bible course which is bbc and it was a four weeks program i and once you're done with it and you pass that's it i passed my course the first time i tried it but guess what are you mm-hmm. intentionally i repeated that course four times I did it four right. to five times because I wanted to get into God's word. I already knew that I was that person that just always wanted to pray and I was not really getting into God's word. So intentionally, I told myself, I'm going to have to do this four to five times because it's not just about passing this exam. It's not a paperwork for me. It's the lifestyle. So I told myself I need to build this as a habit. people are getting into God's word people are knowing the scriptures people are reciting the scriptures people are you know meditating on the word i don't do these things yet how can i get to that place where i kept repeating the course even though i kept passing and so that is exactly what life is like really ayo it's not really it's the interpretation we give it have you noticed that many times when people have a whole lot of pressure around them from family from work from business or perhaps from life generally the first thing they blame everything on is church 
um, ministry. I mean, I should take a break here. And that's the first thing they want to take a break from, from God, from church, from, do you get it? Why? That is basically the lie of the enemy. That is not the first thing to even think of letting go of. That is the first thing to think of embracing. Because Christ is the beginning and end of our lives. is everything that we are. It's everything that we are. And so the first, when people get pressured or under pressure and feel overwhelmed, take yes by all means take some time to relax take some time to meditate take some time to you know get yourself but don't quit church or quit god or quit you understand leadership in god or quit your responsibilities in god or quit what you need to do in god because that is your life i was telling someone in recent time everything every life outside christ is death it's just a death sentence i tell you so I've never felt choked or extremely mm-hmm. overwhelmed and I want to quit church of God. <laughs> okay. So you've mentioned how much you love God and so many things. So I want to ask, I mean, how are you pray every day? Okay, great. Now that's another brilliant question because I just give myself a prayer goal, which is the least I do is two hours. Yeah. And every then there are times when that yeah and then there are times when i stretch forward so uh i know i have a plan i work with a plan tuesdays i do all night and fridays i do all night so in the course of the week i make sure that two days in the week i have my videos i made the two hours at least per day so that's the least um above all i do more other days yeah but we also have a system that helps too we have 6 a.m to 7 a.m prayers every day empowerment hour to get so it just works it helps so when we are always praying on i'm always praying on the go as well it comes unconsciously or subconsciously i'm just walking on the street i'm praying under my breath i'm praying and spirit under my breath so it just works that so it's possible to that even when I have my peak time for the two hours, that I would even pray more than that because I'm praying under my breath most times. And so that's it, mm-hmm. my darling. Okay, so definitely, like, prayer is like a lifestyle to you. Yes, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, the Passion Translation says, Make your life a prayer. KJV says, Pray without yeah. season. And so that is it. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. So. My next question is, how do you plan on using your gift and talent to inspire and motivate people in our generation today? Great question. Someone reached out to me yesterday saying, I want to know how you do this, Vicky. You're fully into missions and I still see you do a lot with your content, you know. You're writing, you just released the book. How do you do? You do your podcast. How do you do all of all this? Well, this is one thing I did. I decided, I made a decision because at the time in my life when I felt, you know what, perhaps I should just leave everything and just focus on missions. And then my heart would not let me do that, you know. So I decided to make everything one missions, my mission, my passion, and my vocation. And I tell people that I brought them as one. There are three things I'm passionate about in this world or on earth or in life right generally one is god two is people 
Three is the content space. Now, if you're asking me how I intend to affect my world positively, I would say that I plan on releasing books. Get ready. A Christian fiction is coming up this month. <laughs> and I'm going to be spreading out really free for everybody to, you know, I put up on Amazon and different platforms and spread it and share it for everyone to just read freely. Uh, I also plan so books, podcasts, you know, just doing insightful videos and audios as this, like we're having right now. Yeah. And just putting out, putting out, putting it all out there, promoting these things and ensuring that it's blessing the lives of people, inspiring people to do greater things. You know, I also want to affect the younger generation. I plan on starting the Pen Minds Teens Club. I have already started a Pen Minds Book Club for students. I'm making it all free this month. So for every student you know in your world. Come on, ride on the Penmind Students Book Club. And you guys join and be impacted. Have a growth mindset. Start now to find yourself. I've seen so many young ones who don't know where they are heading to. And you see young graduates come out and say, just give me any job. How? You shouldn't be saying just any job. You should know exactly where you're headed. You should know your past. You should know what you want for yourself. And these things don't come accident and accidentally. They don't come by chance. It comes with you discovering yourself in a place of growth you as you grow as you grow in god and in your mind you begin to understand purpose you understand where you're headed and you understand your path as a person and so yes i'm looking forward to helping so many young ones grow in god grow spiritually grow mentally as well as become useful in their industries I want to affect people in the content space as well. Train people in the writing space, in the content space, and voicing. These are things I do, and I'm looking forward to helping the young ones in this regard. Wow, that's so exciting. Okay, I think my last question, my last question will be that, okay, you know, in life, we have to, like, follow God, actually. Follow God's purpose. I read a book by Rick Warren, Rick Warren and Purpose Driven Life. And it was like purpose in life is to like is to live for God and born for God and everything. But how do you expect younger generation to like born for God? You know, when you have actually what you plan to do for yourself, you know that you may have things that you desire. Like you mentioned that you wanted to be a lawyer. So how do you plan on doing that? Do you have to like just forgo what you want to do and just follow God like that? Or as you say, maybe magic both. So how do you how can someone juggle between the boats? Aya, this is a very interesting question. I think you just came ready with absolutely brilliant questions, I must say. Okay, now, this question is something I'm going to have to answer this way. Now, there are many plans and ideas a man can have. Yeah? But the greatest of all is the plan and purpose that God has for that man. And you see, God created each and every one of us. In Ephesians 2.10, it says when workmanship created for its purpose, right? So it means that no matter how beautiful your plan is, it's not as beautiful as God's plan for your life. It's not even as effective as God's plan for your life. Plus, 
it is never going to be close to what God has in store for you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God is set to do through you. Can you imagine? It says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, his thoughts and plans for you are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope, give you an expected end. Let me tell you the truth. All the plans we ever have, as beautiful as they are, they're not better than God's plan. Because God is so mindful of us, He's intentional about us. And so what many times what people don't have is trust. They don't trust God enough. And what God desires is that you trust Him. If you look at the scripture of Proverbs 16, verse 3, it says, Commit your plans to God's ends and shall what shall be established. But then if you go further, the scripture says, um, in all your ways, acknowledge him, lean not on your own understanding. I like the way message translation says it. He said, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Don't try to figure it out on your own. So we live in a generation where we live in a time where this young generation feel I have it all, I have it all so that I can handle this. I can you see that's pride because you know no one in the Bible says in Second Chronicles that if only my children will humble themselves and pray. Just look at um Paul talking about all his accomplishments and he says I count them all as what done. And I'm again Christ because he felt he felt at some point everything I accomplished not much. Do you know how Paul affected the world with Christ? Do you know what it's all the scriptures he wrote, all the books he wrote, the prayers for the church, the you know the going on out to preach the gospel. Everything indeed was something significant in our world that in Christian world that would never be forgotten, no matter what. So think about everything. Do you know, um, um, is it Bishop Babayola now? Was he, did he ever, do you understand? Do you know how much he achieved? Yes, this was someone that didn't go to school. Yes, look at how much he could achieve in Christ. Just look at our fathers in God and see how far they've come. Now, let me ask this young generation, how far have you come with all your plans? Hmm. how far have you come with and I'm not talking about you coming to tell me I've made this amount, I've made this amount beyond money because anybody can make money, that's really not a big deal beyond money how far have you come with all your plans in relation to purpose in relation to destiny, in relation to what would live long after you are gone that your world will say thank you you indeed made a great impact in our generation. So, my darling, yeah. that's what I have to say. Okay, thank you for the insight. I'm actually very blessed. Actually, I've learned a lot. So, that will be all the question I have today. Thank you so much for answering. Thank you so much. Victoria. Thank you so much, Ayo, for having me. Yeah, yeah, that was Ayo today. And he is still your one and only VA on Insights. I'm so excited that we have to do this in a different way today. And today is just Nations Day. So get ready. We'll be having more of this some other time. Definitely, definitely. Ayo, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for the super duper interesting questions. I enjoyed every bit of it. And yes, it will come your way again next time. 
please do well to share this with everyone in your world every young one needs to really really listen to this and you know learn from this as well and please do well to share it with everyone in your world i love you with all of my heart do have a great time bye for now bye ayo bye bye victoria <laughs> bye okay